welcome to the Light Your Heart with Hope podcast. I'm Aaron, and today we have a very special guest. It's his first time on the podcast, but won't be his last time. My dad, Jim Kelly. (laughs) Okay, so the reason we're having him on the podcast today is because the Bills play their first season game on Monday night, and we're all going to the game, and we're so excited. So we wanted to talk football today. So, really? Football? Yeah, yes. football. football. Okay. Maybe a little faith, maybe. <laughs> but we're so excited about the Bills season. But before we dive into this season, I just want to ask a couple questions about your love for football and your past with football, because I know the listeners want to hear about that, too. So first and foremost, I know you haven't played in a very long time, but what is your favorite part about being a quarterback and being a leader on your team? Well, prob- first of all, um, I just want to tell you, you are doing an unbelievable job. When I listen to your podcast, I'm like, wow, that's my daughter. I always thought you should have been a sideline reporter, but uh, uh, take daddy's, daddy's advice. <laughs> you know, I had to throw that out Oh, there. yeah. But you know what? Probably the most important thing, the biggest reason I enjoy playing football is the camaraderie. The friends that you make, I mean, I go back, I mean, even back to my high school days, I still talk to some of my my buddies that I played with. My high school football coach, as you guys know, Terry Henry, is still my best friend. And uh, just all the times that you spent with those guys and then going from high school to college and as you well know, you know, some of my best friends are still my college buddies. Oh, yeah. And uh, now with the Bills, uh, we have our annual, I shouldn't say annual, because what we do is we have our group texting. And some, <laughs> sometimes it drives me nuts because I'm more of a listener. And <laughs> really? I'm not, well, that, I'm just hearing this for the first time, Daddy. Mom's chiming You're in more here. more of a listener. Okay. I'll remember that. <laughs> what are you doing in this podcast? <laughs> But no, seriously, I mean, there's there's like eight or nine of us in this uh, uh, group text messaging, and we have so much fun. But as I said before, before mommy interrupted, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we uh, I, I like listening more than I like, uh, you know, giving my, put my two cents in there because, boy, when you get Bruce and Thurman and, you know, Andre <laughs> and, and Daryl Talley and Cornelius Benning, Will Wolford, Steve Tasker, Chris Moore, I think there's a couple more. I mean, some of the things that they say, you laugh your tail off. And some of it's like, oh, boy, I'm glad this is not public knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> but we have so much fun. Yeah. And you guys have been around me enough to know how my buddies impact my life. Even when I was going through my tough times, when I, you know, when I talked and I traveled the country speaking all the time, and I always live by my four Fs. You know, first one is my faith in a good Lord. Because I know I'm still here because of God. Uh, God had plans for me, which I did not know a few years back. My number two was my family. Not only you two, my two beautiful daughters, Aaron, you and Cameron, but my lovely wife and how much she has meant to my life. And then my brothers, my five brothers, and they're still wackadoodles. I love (laughs) them. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my brothers and, of course, um, my friends. As I mentioned, Bruce Thurman, I can go on and on. Greg Sapala, Jeff Peck, David Kern, Duke, Big Duke, Little Duke, Original Duke. I mean, there's so many people that have impacted my life. But when we talked about, you brought it up about football. That's what brought me close to these guys is being able to share what I have received, 
what I was blessed to be able to do, and that's play the game of football. And I love, enjoyed every minute of it. I enjoy it today. Maybe not quite as much as some people do because I'm still that in the quarterback room. I'm still, mm-hmm. you know, yelling at the TV. I'm still oh, reading. Yeah, still, yeah. Every I'm still game. rewinding. They're like, don't yeah. rewind it, Daddy. I go, no, I got to see what that receiver did. Oh, he knows, yeah. and you know the plays, and yeah, and I will say as well that your friends are absolutely amazing. I'm blessed because of your friends and their wives, and you know, through all the years and all that we've been through, your friends have been steadfast and faithful, and I love all of them. I can say that too, for sure, because I feel like I grew up with them, and with Thurman and Andre and Bruce, I remember they were like family to us and they always have been. But one thing I'll never forget is when my husband Parker came onto the scene. I remember specifically Andre and Thurman being like, who is this kid? Like, <laughs> do we need to beat him up? Like, yes, who is he so protective of you the family. So yes, always been very protective of me, but I love that about your friends. And do you think that you have seen that translate into the team now, that camaraderie, the teamwork, the family aspect? Yeah, I see it to a certain point. I mean, I'm not in the locker room to experience the way they are. But, you know, when I do talk to Josh and he talks about the players, yeah, um, I wish I was in there a little bit more than mm-hmm. I am. But you know what? I have things I have to do. And But, you know, the biggest thing that I see is when they're on the sidelines. That's what you have to really put your mind to as far as when, you know, I'm a quarterback. That's what I do. I look at the sidelines all the time to see who Josh is talking to or who Von Miller is talking to. Just really the part of when the game is rolling, uh, how do you come back from whether it's an interception or whether it's a big sack and how people respond to you as an individual and as a team. And uh, I think Coach McDermott has done a very good job of keeping these guys together. I think the biggest key, and I think I've said this numerous times, is that we have to stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, you can't have your star players watching from the sidelines. You need them on the field. And last year with Von Miller gone, that really hurt us. And now this year we start off the year with Hines, our best special teams guy, now on the sidelines uh, for the entire season. But uh, I'm excited about what I see. I mean, these guys have been battling for the last couple of years, and uh, they don't have many, many more years to keep doing. But the thing is, as long as they stay focused, they stay, stay healthy, I think we're going to do a, a very good job at our schedule. Oh, my word. Oh, it's a hard one. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you look at the games that we have to play. But you know what? It reminds me of back when I played, too, all the games we had to play. I mean, we always had to go against, you know, Marino twice a year, Elway, Boomer, Sias, and all the times pretty much to a tongue of Viola now. We got mm-hmm. Kansas City, We you know, with Patrick Mahomes, and you got uh, – um, you know, back when I played, it was Boomer Size, and now it's um that quarterback from Cincinnati, uh, Joe Burrow. So, very good, and I'm just, <laughs> hey, I, know I knew it. I was just testing you. <laughs> I know my football. What about Aaron Rodgers now in our division? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, you always want to uh, build your team up, but you have to start with a quarterback. You're not going anywhere if you don't have a quarterback. And I think we've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league with Josh. I just wish he wouldn't run so much. I think everybody <laughs> uh, believes that. But you know what? That's part of his makeup. Um, when we need that big play, he usually has with his legs, but he's got to learn how to get down maybe a little bit more. 
quit trying to jump over, you know, uh, people because <laughs> you get caught in midair one of these times. But uh, I just love what we have. I love what I see. I love Buffalo. I love cheering for these uh, these players. Well, if I can just add my two cents, because obviously. Okay, that's I've, good. Um, oh, okay. So, <laughs> because I've been watching from a distance, right? You know, all these years since in my early 20s, I've been with you since I was 21. And I watched the camaraderie and have seen it since you stopped playing. And that's what I see with this team. I do from a distance. I mean, I'm not a part of it at all either, but I see a camaraderie with the players that I haven't seen since you played. So that's encouraging to me. I mean, I don't watch the plays and watch the sidelines like you do, but it seems to me like these guys are playing like a family instead of a team. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I remember when I was little, I would sit in front of the TV and cry when we lost to Tom Brady. Like oh, I was and you so and I would pray for the team, but I definitely see now, I think this team is different than any other team I've seen in the past. And one of the things I was thinking about when you were talking about Josh is like when you played you and Dan Marino were like big time rivals. So who do you think Josh is quote unquote, Dan Marino is Patrick Mahomes. Without I would a agree. Yeah, yeah. E- even though Mahomes is in a different division, we're in the AFC East. And if, Aaron Rodgers plays three or four more years. It's going to jump from Patrick Mahomes to Aaron Rodgers as far as that one-on-one aspect. But, uh, you know, as long as Patrick Mahomes stays healthy and he keeps his receivers the way they are, I mean, I just saw Travis Kelsey might be out for the first game. And uh, that uh, in itself, when you lose your top receiver, that's not good. I mean, you have to keep guys, as we said, healthy. Can't have Diggs on the sideline. They can't have Travis Kelsey on the sidelines. I mean, you have your players when you're playing that you know in certain situations during the course of a ball game, you know that you're going to look at him because mm-hmm. you expect him to get open. You expect him to make that big play. And you have those players on your team, and defenses know that. But you got to be able to utilize the talent that you have around you. Maybe some – other players being able to set the legal picks. <laughs> but you know what? We're, we've been blessed um, with the excitement that we've had with our Buffalo Bills now. Yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers in the AFC. I talked about Tua Tonga Viola. Uh, but you got Mahomes that's coming off. He's won two Super Bowls already. We need to get that first one. But as you all know, Aaron, yeah. uh, I don't talk Super Bowls. I talk about winning the AFC East first and – but that's the, the player in me. That's what I used to do. I never wanted to talk too much about, you know, going to Super Bowl, even though that is everybody's goal. Everybody's dream is to win that Super Bowl, get to that Super Bowl and be able to play and get that opportunity to win. And not somebody wins, somebody loses. But I'll tell you what, what we were able to do back to back to back to back will never be done again. I mean, no. if it is, that's unbelievable. You know what? Yeah, I get it. We lost it. We didn't win any. But I'll tell you what, what we had in our locker room, that camaraderie that we were talking about earlier, um, being able to stay together. Because I knew going into training camp, I knew Thurman and, you know, Will Wolf, Ken Hall and Bruce and all of them. Physically, they were ready to play. Mentally, I wasn't sure because I'm the quarterback. You know, I'm the leader on the team. And when you lose, say, two or three in a row, you hear that negativity in the off season. And is that going to wear on anybody? Yeah, it does to a certain point, but how can you turn that around? So going into training camp, I remember going from the third year to the fourth year after we lost three in a row, but we made three in a row. 
AFC champions three in a row. But going to training camp, I wasn't sure what the mentality was going to be with the players. It took me one day at training camp to realize these guys are focused. You know what our motto was? Let's go for four. (laughs) So that was our motto. And boy, was this shown in your locker. But it wouldn't have been able to be as great if we did not have Marv Levy as our head coach. What a leader he was. What a leader he still is. I mean, he just turned 98 years old. Wow. I mean, the guy's amazing. I just saw him at the Hall of Fame. It's like he's 70 years old. He's amazing. And uh, he was the reason we were able to make the foreign roaches. He knew what to say, when to say it. And unfortunately, yeah, we didn't win it. And he was probably one of the main reasons if we won, I would say I won it for coach. I love that. Speaking of the Super Bowls, I have to ask if we are to go to the Super Bowl this year. No, you're not going. Okay. So- <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> Come on. We all have to go. Of course. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Well, those uh, you know, end zone tickets cost them like 3500 bucks now. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, come on, people. Oh, well. Okay. So to wrap this up, I want to ask a few fun questions. Some would you rather questions. Okay. So the first one. Would you rather get sacked five times or throw five interceptions? Oh, sack five times, big time. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no-brainer. We That's, thought this would be your answer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Without, without a doubt. All right, the next one. Would you rather be a head coach or a QB coach or a wide receiver coach? Um, To be honest with you, none of the above. Come on. If you weren't going to be a coach. Just answer the question. Okay, (laughs) just to give you a little background, we have asked him many times to coach, but it's during hunting season, so. Got to know your your priorities. My priorities is, you know what, just to throw two cents into that one. Hunting season, yeah, I go out there and we hunt and everything, but my main focus is it's almost like being in the locker room. You're with your buddies. More than anything is the camaraderie we have. It's it always so much fun. I know there's people probably even listening that don't like hunting. I get that. I'm sorry, but it's me. If you don't like it, don't follow me. Um, <laughs> but no, the bottom line is I love, I if I wanted to coach, it would have been my son Hunter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I miss him so much. Every Valentine's Day, pretty much every day, I'm with our nephew, my, my nephew, your cousin, Zach who was born 11 days before Hunter was, and he always goes to these uh, hunting trips with me. He's a big part of our family. And now your your husband is Parker. He's now a big part of that. And uh, I just wish I was able to uh, enjoy that with Hunter. I always dreamt about that. I still, I never will put that on the back burner. He's going to be front and center all the time in my life because, uh, but I, I, I do understand why the good Lord did that. And uh, through Hunter, he's made me the man I am today. I would not be here if it wasn't for Hunter being in heaven. But now he set another goal, another dream for me, and that's to see him someday in heaven, which I know I will, and uh, be able to throw some footballs with him and coach (laughs) him in heaven. So I look forward to that. But to answer your question, I apologize for going on a ramble there. But uh, um, my (laughs) – no, but my – Usually that's me, Daddy. I I probably head coach, but the thing – because I I know how to treat players – I know how to um, motivate them. I know good from bad. I know my biggest thing, as you well know, it's not what you say to somebody. It's how you say it to them. Mm -hmm. And I've always been that way. And, yeah, there's times where I probably shouldn't have said some things that I did say. And, you know, it's all part of it. You learn. You live, you learn. But the bottom line is right now I am here with 
doing this podcast with two of my favorite mm-hmm. ladies. Um, Jill, you've been the wonder of my life. You're, you've been the woman that uh, every husband to pray for. Thank you very much for all you've done. Did you just call me Wonder Woman? Yeah, Wonder I Woman. thought it sounded like you called me Wonder Woman. <laughs> but, but you know what? You the things that you still do it, it just blows my mind. Aaron, you've you're you're as just tough as I am, and probably maybe even tougher because you've been through a lot yourself and continue to go through some of the things you go through. And then Cameron, you know, that's my baby girl, and uh, <laughs> I just pray each and every day for her. But you know what? I'm very blessed to have the family I do. Um, I'm very blessed to have the son-in-law I do in Parker because his passion for the outdoors is just like mine mm-hmm. and probably a little bit more. And uh, I just want to thank you for all you've done to to make my life the way it is. And Hunter, I look up in the air and I say, I will see you someday, but not quite yet. Well, thank you for being who you are, yeah. Jim, too. Yeah. You have inspired us, and I know you encourage and inspire countless people that you don't even know. I just want to end this episode with saying what I say at the end of all of my interviews that I've done on this podcast and something that I learned from you, and it's that make a difference today for someone who is fighting for their tomorrow. Can you just explain to the person listening where that came from and what that means to you? I'll try to keep it short. Um, about four or five years ago, I don't know how many years ago, um, after speaking engagement, I was walking away and uh, this gentleman came up and started talking to me. And he said that uh, how my speech, how my talk impacted him in what he's going through and some of his friends are going through. He said, I will, I will definitely uh, pass this along because what you just said today is going to make us better tomorrow. So I went back to my room and I'm laying in my hotel bed and I'm thinking about what this guy said. And I came up with the saying, make a difference today for someone who's fighting for their tomorrow. And when I did that, I hurry up, got out of bed, went over and wrote it down because I knew, I mean, I've been hit upside my head a few too many times. And I knew I'd forget if I didn't write down. And I did. And then I just looked at it. And then I started saying over and over again and how much it has impacted me. As I said before, I do. I travel the country speaking, as you well know, I'm on the road a lot. But the thing is, it impacts people. And the emails that we get after my speeches, the people I talk to after, um, it's amazing. And, you know, years ago, I, I was always wondering why God would do this all to me, why he would make me go through, you know, uh, having a son born on my birthday, losing four Super Bowls in a row, have him, you know, go to heaven and then being uh, diagnosed with cancer four times. And all these things were happening to me. I get it now because mm-hmm. God had plans for me that's to be able to go travel with him beside me and be able to impact other people. So they don't, they do not give up on their life. They do not give up on their loved ones. And you don't have to be a hall of fame quarterback or, you know, a a musician or, you know, whatever. You could be just an everyday person, a school teacher, a truck driver, uh, somebody who works nine to five to be a difference maker. You don't have to be a star. You can be a difference maker every day of your life. All you have to do is impact somebody. If you see somebody out there that's not doing well, or maybe it's your mother or your father, maybe it's a buddy or maybe a close friend that you see not having a good day, what a hug. What a I love you and say you'll be all right. And that smile that you guys put on my face every time you walked into my hospital room when they didn't think I was going to make it. Not many people did. But what you guys did for me by 
you know, impacting my visual of seeing you girls smiling. And I understand what you did once you left the room, but that didn't matter. When you're around me, you never one time had a frown on your face. You went in there with an attitude to make my day better by your presence, what you said, and what you look as far as your your look on your face. And uh, I thank you all very much for that. And I want to thank all the listeners out there, too, because I know there's so many people out there that have been big Buffalo Bill fans and big Aaron Kelly fans and maybe, you know, my fans back in the day. But the thing is, you don't have to be a Jim Kelly to be able to be a difference maker. You can each and every day. So I, I just thank you, Aaron, for doing this. I enjoy doing it. And it's been way too long. We need to do this again sometime soon. So Yeah, we have I to. I agree. Absolutely. And one day you'll be on here sharing your story. But thank you for talking about the Bills. And yes. to wrap this up, I think we have a, something we need to say. Dad, I know go one ahead. Th- I know one thing that I say each and every time I – and I'm on Cameo. And I do this after every Cameo. The last thing I have to say is, let's go. Buffalo, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? God bless everybody. Thank you for listening.